0: Of ten fictional doctors say that you should start your day the generic live show way this is the generic live show thanks for joining us here on the generic live show for a sunday it's dale campbell here with you we're doing it for geekio thanks for joining us it's a pleasure to be here as per always hi <laughs> okay so if- It it, it's been a frantic start to the start of the morning. If you listen to the pre-show, to the Jack Live Show, you're missing out on a real party. uh, If you don't if you don't listen to the pre-show, but also uh, it has been a frantic morning trying to put this ship back together again. But we're we're getting there, and we have got a fantastic show lined up for you Uh, this evening. Uh, We got another weird format for you. It seems to be a trend that we're just doing a continuous string of weird formats, but that's the the joy of the show. You don't know what exactly you're walking into, Uh, but uh, we've got, we're going to break things up a little bit. We're going to switch up the format. Uh, The first half of the hour will be news, quote unquote news for the last two weeks, Uh, and I don't know why I said quote unquote news, what am I... uh, This is... Instead of fake news, it's just going to be NEWS in air quotes now. (laughs) NEWS. Uh, And um, the second half of the hours, Hour 1 and Hour 2, we're going to be doing a very special same as you remember, same as it ever was, segment. If you can call it a segment, or you can just call it a half hour. Uh, We are doing... A journey to graduation uh, edition, uh, because I officially finish my university slash college, however you want to refer to it, uh, degree. I graduate tomorrow, uh, and it is it's been five years in the making, and just uh, up the up the top, up the top, up the top, off the top, from the top, from the top. Uh, I want to sincerely thank everyone for their uh, support over the last five years of making this happen. Uh, I don't think I would be able to do it without the support of uh, You guys uh, because this show uh, Whilst it has been a rough adventure uh, Whilst this show has existed for pretty much the Almost the entirety of my university degree. I think I started it at year two But I definitely, a lot of the experiences I have shared on this show, uh, but from, yeah, from the bottom of my heart, again, I just want to thank everyone uh, for their support uh, over the last five years. I don't think I could do it uh, without you. And to definitely have this show as a creative outlet at the same time uh, I know episodes I've come on and I've just been either distraught or stressed, or you know I've had I've, I've had papers due, I've had to do internships. I I you know I I remember one show distinctly that I walked into it going, I'm so annoyed about a a, a particular situation that has happened. But I'm going to do the show anyway to to entertain all of you guys. And it was a kind of escape at the same time as doing uh, my university degree. So again, I want to thank everyone for their support over the last uh, five years. Particularly the uh, fam that has been here. On the Jack live show and we, the show has, has, has kind of been the rock, uh, throughout that time. Uh, I know the catch, uh, the, uh, clickbaity titles that I've been using for the, uh, for the episode kind of ring true here. But again, I want to, this might be the most personal episode for me to produce to to share some of those stories a little bit later on. Uh, But it definitely, this show has always been my life. And I haven't shined away from aspects of my life on this show, or on any show for that matter. Uh, I'm pretty much an open book. Uh, If there's anything you want to know or want to contribute, you know, we now have the Discord. We, you know... It, it and I know we we promote the discord quite heavily, and you know now we take calls and you know awesome people like chorusus and Rhino and you know uh, everyone else that uh, uh contributes and has become quite a big family you know it means more to me than than ever before. Uh, hi bibby gibbles hi and, and like I said like people that have even just like come on the i on the journey relatively late and it's it's marking the end of a chapter to now begin a new one so it's the end of the chapter uh, but again if you want to uh, if you have anything to contribute on the show uh, please do jump to the c- discord geek net slash discord uh, at, at any time we are we are taking calls I'm in mean, channel general uh, as per as per always question mark so let's let's get into the news because we've missed we've missed some news over the last uh, two weeks uh, so let's start off with this uh, the uh, yes a new chapter uh, chapter two Dale uh, Dale uh, Becomes a man. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I was always a man to start with. I think I don't know. Uh, yes, a new chapter. So I'm finishing college tomorrow, and it's a new adventure. Uh, but that's later in the hour. Uh, for right now, let's let's talk about some of these, uh, some of this news. Uh, uh, millions of vehicles in Australia have been ordered uh, to be recalled after faulty airbag defects has to be, have to be removed from cars. Uh, so Takanada from the ABC uh, kind of has the, the breakdown this. The list of cars with
1: faulty airbags has been ever growing. Manufacturers are now being compelled to contact anyone who needs a replacement, but they won't always have up-to-date records. So the responsibility falls to the owner. The recall is now compulsory. The ACCC website lists the car models that are affected and now an extra 1.3 million cars with faulty airbags will be added to that list by April 3rd and it will include more big names such as Ford, Mercedes-Benz, Tesla, Land Rover and Audi. So how do you find out if your car is affected? Well first, you need to find your vehicle identification number. That's often under the windscreen or near the driver's door. Once you have your VIN, you'll be able to enter it into a searchable database on your car maker's website. Manufacturers say they're confident they can quickly fix these faults, but if it takes longer than a day, they have to give you alternative transport. The replacement must be free and won't affect car insurance costs. So what about the 1.7 million cars that have already had their airbags replaced? Well some of them ended up with the same faulty airbags, however the industry can't say just how many.
0: The issue here is the technology is safe up to six years, so we replace the bag as it's closer to six years
1: in full knowledge that that bag will need to be replaced at a later date, thus keeping consumers and motorists safe. So for now, the advice is work out if your car is faulty and contact the manufacturer immediately. By the year 2020, all the defective Takata airbags will need to be decommissioned. Uh, so that that's kind of that is a
0: very good synopsis there uh, courtesy of ABC News so yes more than 2,000 Australian cars are set uh, to hit the with the largest product recall in Australian history the federal government announced today a new compulsory recall of 2.7 million cars are affected by defective Takeda airbags uh, the airbags that have been associated with uh, with 20 deaths worldwide, one in Australia. Uh, they, they, uh, they basically, what happens is when they explode, uh, shards, uh, have gone into, uh, to puncture eyes, faces, and necks and chests, apparently. So there you go. Cars on the compulsory recall list include various models that have already been subject uh, to a voluntary recall. Uh, Toyota, Mazda, Honda, BMW, uh, Chrysler, Lexus, Mitsubishi, Nissan, Subaru, and several others. Uh, but models from other manufacturers that have previously not been infected in voluntary recall are subject uh, to the compulsory uh, recall. Among the new on the list is Ford, GM, Holden, Mercedes-Benz, Tesla, Jaguar, uh, Land Rover, Volkswagen, Audi, and Skoda? It Sounds like a, a delicious carbonated beverage. So there you go. That's what that's what that sounds like. Uh, so let, let's now break down what you need to do. Uh, what you need to do if your airbag is on the list so yes you go to so if you think if you think your airbag is on the list uh, again go to the manufacturer's website uh, put in your vid number which is near your dash or on the driver's side door or uh alternatively like we did uh, at uh camp campbell is check the guy uh, the manual. Check the manual. So there you go. Uh, some other some other parts of this. Uh, who is most at risk? And uh, not all of the not all of the airbags are dangerous at the moment. Uh, but the the precautionary tale is that you have to. Play it safe when it comes to this sort of thing. Which is natural. Because between life and death, I believe, car manufacturers will side on the side of life. Side with the side of life. The side of life. Uh, I just want that to be a title somewhere. The side of life. Uh, Vehicles older than six years are at higher risk. If you live in a hot and humid area, like Northern Territory or Far North Queensland. (laughs) Ha ha! Yay. The location of the airbag inside the vehicle also poses a risk. Uh, Do you have to pay for this? (laughs) The answer is short, no. Uh, I'll show you this on screen while I'm reading. Why why am I not doing that? I'm a little distracted today. Uh, The answer is no. Manufacturers will bear the cost. If you are charged, please report it to the ACCC. Uh, I don't feel safe driving. What should I do? Uh, If you have a high-risk Alpha airbag, contact the dealer or manufacturer and request your vehicle to be towed uh, to get a replacement. If a replacement airbag is not available within a reasonable time, you can request a free car hire. My airbag is already replaced. Am I still affected? Um, what is this picture on the side, though? Uh, oh, what is that? An airbag inflator exploding in a test lab, that is scary. I wouldn't pair that with uh, (laughs) airbags exploding in cars, just, heads up. Maybe, 1.3 million Takeda airbags have already been placed on the voluntary recall, uh, announced last year. About 4,500 airbags were replaced with a look-for-like airbag that needed to be removed. How long do I have to wait? The compulsory recall must be completed by... December 31st, 2020. Uh, heads up, we're at the 11th of March, 2018. So, stay tuned. Uh, what is causing the fault in the airbags? Uh, the problem is the... Dying agent? (laughs) Uh, Dale, Dale, Dale. Uh, Read that sentence again. The problem is the drying agent. The dying agent. Ah! Uh, Why? Why? Why do I do this to myself? The dying agent the drying agent that causes the airbag to explode when exposed to moisture or changing temperatures. I mean, uh, There have been reports of death, so that mispronouncement isn't too far off. Uh, so... Yes, please, again, go to... Uh, and we'll remind you briefly of this. Uh... A little bit later on in the show. Also, in the news, again, I don't know why I'm doing air quotes, but that's, that's fun. Stay tuned for air quotes. News. Also, in the news. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's me. Five seconds ago. Uh, the, there has been severe flooding uh, in far north Queensland, uh, whereabouts at where I live. Uh, don't, thre- don't fret, uh, because uh, if you're obviously listening to this, or or have uh, paid attention to my Facebook, you would know that I am alive, So, unless I am dead, which would explain all of the errors today. So that would, it would definitely explain a few things. But one thing you don't expect is crocodiles swimming down main streets. Recent floodboarding in northern uh, Australia's state of Queensland has revealed new danger: crocodiles. Receding floodwaters in northern Australia uh, revealed new danger: crocodiles. The unwelcome visitors who made their way into the town of Ingham towards the country's northeast tip, according to several residents' photos posted on social media. After four days of terrestrial rain broke, riverbanks... Yeah, four days. That's just that's about right. Uh, ...covered pasture land and cut off towns. Tom Milliard, crocodile researcher at Australia Zoo in Queensland, says the reptiles were known to use floodwaters in the region to travel to different areas to search for food. Quite some crocodiles love it when it rains, as they use water currents to travel. They're very smart animals, Milliard said in a phone interview. But they're way too easy to stay away from. Oh, but they're very easy to stay away from. As long as you're not in the water or standing by the edge, then you should be fine. On Sunday, March 11th, a group of school students and teachers stranded by floodwaters were rescued from an isolated campsite south of a town uh, of Tully. Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk told the media on Sunday that it would take several weeks to determine the full extent of the damage, especially on banana and sugar crops. Uh, I can, as a person that works in a supermarket, I can attest uh, to the fact that it... Definitely has affected uh, banana crops for sure. Uh, I'm expecting banana prices to to skyrocket, uh, and uh, it's it's definitely something that you can't really predict. Sure, oh, let's take this flannel off. It's hot, uh, but you can again. You can predict that it's going to rain. I don't think you can necessarily. Until the rain is happening, you can't necessarily predict that it's going to flood, necessarily. Uh, But how about some crocodiles swimming down uh, the main street of your town? How about that? Uh, No thanks? No thanks. Uh, But... Again, everything's all good. Uh, it's actually quite a sunny day outside. It's a little bit. It was a little bit nippy. That's why I had to. I was out and about, uh, run some errands before the show, and I had to uh, put my flannel on this morning. I mean, we're coming out of winter, so that it would uh, it'd make more than much sense. So there you go. Uh, finally, in our news department again I don't know why, why I'm doing air quotes I'm, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna put air quotes in the actual description <laughs> you do realize that so a tragic story actually this is a heartbreaking uh, story the first same-sex couple to get married in Australia were only married for 48 days until death did them part oh Look at these guys. They're so happy. Aww. that's definitely heartbreaking. Oh my God, that is so sad. Uh, the extraordinary efforts behind the scenes of Australia's first same-sex marriage, allowing Queensland woman woman to wed her partner before she died of cancer, has been revealed. Oh. Uh, Jill Jill Kite and Joe Grant have been together for eight years, but legally married for 48 days. Aww. Uh, it was a week after the same-sex marriage became legal in Australia, uh, and it's now been revealed to be the country's first. Actually, funny story. Uh, hey, Raoul. Hey, welcome. Welcome to the show. Uh funny story. I, because it was it was Australian Mardi Gras. Was it this past weekend? Ugh. Let's ask our very special guest, Siri. Hey, Siri. When was Sydney's Mardi Gras? Shrove Tuesday was on Tuesday, the 13th of February
1: 2018.
0: That's not right at all. Uh, that's the American one. Wait, is the American one on February 12th? I feel like that that's the American one. Anyway. Uh, I believe it it can't have been that long ago, unless I have literally no concept of time, which wouldn't be surprising. But... Uh... Shrove Shrove Tuesday! (laughs) Cross and Rhino has the the bit of it. Shrove Tuesday, according to Siri, was on a Tuesday... (laughs) We don't call it Shrove Tuesday here, so that's you know, it's just a party weekend really, so it just lasts for a weekend. Shrove Tuesday was on a Tuesday. <laughs> Go figure. Uh was on Tuesday oh, I don't know if you're saying this last Tuesday or not, but I like series. I like series responsive. Shrove Tuesday. What's a Tuesday? Uh It could have been this last Tuesday. You could fool me. You could say that it's, like, mm, September 2900th, and I'd believe you. Uh, (laughs) Don't look that date up. Uh, It's probably not real. Uh, But (laughs) where was I going with that? (laughs) That was a thing there that I was going with. Oh, yes, Australian Mardi Gras. So... The Australian Mardi Gras was. I think it wouldn't have been more than a month ago, but the, there was a, an opinion piece that I read that was. that was. police brutality in 1958 to uh, an open ceremony down the main street of Sydney. <laughs> like. where could you go with that headline? Like you literally just did the whole story in the headline. Uh, Raoul says March 3rd. Thank you. That, that, that sounds more like it. Uh, that, that sounds about right. I do like Siri's response. Siri, on a, when's Tuesday? Uh, on a Tuesday. Uh, March 3rd. That sounds about right, actually. Huh. Anyway. But yeah, the police brutality in 19... 19- I wish I could find the article again. I don't think... It was one of those paid subscription ones, but... I- again, I can't- couldn't really find it. But yeah, police brutality in 1958 to an open ceremony down the main street of Sydney. Where could you go with that? Alright. Uh, back to heartbreak. Anyway. <laughs> back to heartbreak. <laughs> Uh, second Thursday in February to the first Saturday in March. Actually, it was probably about the first Saturday in March. Here was the big parade. Huh. We have similar Mardi Gras days. Uh, Ma? Ma? I'm doing this now. Uh, Sydney. Uh, Let's go on an adventure. Yeah, Saturday much Okay. Uh, uh, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, The Facebook page has a 4.4 rating on Facebook, which (laughs) is surprisingly high. I'm not going to lie. But again, back to Heartbreak. It uh, was allowed to proceed without the thirty-day waiting period because Miss Grant was terminally ill with a rare cancer. Oh. She died January thirtieth, twenty eighteen, just over six weeks uh, from her wedding. Behind-the-scenes details and the people who helped with the wedding uh, make the wedding possible were mentioned in Queensland Parliament. Attorney General Yaw, uh, Yvette Diorf. Said Misses Miss Kent and Miss Grant were approved, married, and registered all in one day after the registrar ruled exceptional circumstances. Uh, staff from births, births, deaths, and marriages. <laughs> that's a that's a spectrum and a half. Staff from birth, death, and marriages. One of those. Isn't like the other, and I'll let you figure it out. Uh, also played an important role, with one staff member even driving from Brisbane to a roadside service station on the way to the Sunshine Coast to meet the celebrant and deliver the paperwork necessary for the marriage to take place. Quote, I knew there were other couples that were married that weekend for different reasons. Uh, they were among the first, and the reason is that uh, we did is a tremendously sad one. Uh, I'd trade anything for not having to stand there and talk about this story, Miss Knot said. Uh-huh. Uh, their 2017 wedding was uh, was made their marriage legal. Uh-huh. It was great. It was really good. Uh, it was legal. Joe very much wanted it to happen, as did I, Miss Knot said. That's lovely. Oh, look how happy they look. That's so cute. Yeah, and that... That sort of situation, you have to go... You know, we really... We really want this to happen. And no one's going to take this away from us. And they made the... They they made uh, their dream come true i mean they had a wedding in 2017 and it was just finally waiting for that recognition that they that they needed uh says why is there a 30-day waiting period um it's like the doctor's office no it's just it's like insurance no um i don't know i actually don't know the answer to that i think I, i remember talking about it on the show Uh, I think there's a 30, I think the 30 day waiting period is something that they came up with in the bill, uh, to allow the church, the will to deniability. I, I don't, again, I don't fully know the details. I remember talking about it on the show, but I can't remember, uh, the, too much of the specifics because it just was so dumb. That again, yeah, they didn't really need a 30 day waiting period. It was just more of a People can get married on this day. X day, which I think was thirty days after the after the law passed. For some reason. I don't know. Again, don't know why. But there you go. Alright, as we continue, here on the generic live show for a Sunday. Well we got more news coming up, but We're going to get, we're going to get personal. Uh, We're going to have a very special, same as you remember, same as it ever was, Journey to Graduation Edition, as we continue here on the Generic Live Show for a Sunday. It's Dale Campbell here with you. Thanks for joining me. We'll be right back. the Generic Live Show. Thanks for joining us here on the Generic Live Show for a Sunday. It's Dale Campbell here with you. And we're doing it for Geek.io. Thanks for joining us. It's a pleasure as always. Hey, it's a nice little reminder, uh, seeing that we're not doing a regular formatted show, uh, of all the cool ways that you can uh, you can listen to the show. Uh, You can listen to the show on YouTube at youtube.com slash Show at uh, twitch.tv slash geek.io show. We're here every single Sunday uh, from around 5.30pm. we try and do a little bit earlier to try and make sure we get a full pre-show in, except for today, because ooh, technical difficulties. Listen to the pre-show. Uh, they, I try and get those up uh, at around the, the next day, and the pre-show and post-show go up on Wednesdays, unless you're a donor to our Patreon in which uh, they go up straight away with the uh, of the show, so you can get the entire three-ish hours rock block uh, all in one feed uh, and uh, have fun. It's a fun time over there. Uh, let's we're gonna do something a little bit different, and it, it this is gonna be very freeform, and I don't know what direction this is going to go in. Uh, But we got a very special segment of a a segment. That doesn't make sense. We got a special segment of a segment. That's the new review of a review uh, format. Is a segment of a segment. Uh, We got a special segment that I don't have a bumper for yet. Which I really need to make one. I need to make a bumper for this regular segment. Uh, Same as you remember. Same as it ever was. The segment where we take a trip... Back in time, uh, for all intents and purposes, uh, so you don't have to remember what happened. It's an awesome stuff has come up over the years, uh, particularly uh, Dick uh, the year. But we—I uh, don't think we've been doing this for a year yet. I think we started like we started. Do we did? Do we start same as it ever was? Same as you remember this year? No, it had to have been last year. It could have been this year. I mean, we're already in March, so it could have been three, it could have been three months. Get on that. Uh, But we got a special free form, uh, same as you remember, same as it ever was. The Journey to Graduation edition, uh, 2013 to 2018 edition of that segment right now. Ah, man where to start, uh, with my journey through my undergraduate degree. Again, I mentioned this at the top of the show, but again, the support of, of everyone. Uh, And I don't think I could have done it with such a perfect support network. Again, I've, I've gone through pretty much every single emotion at this point. I been happy, you know, when things worked out. I've been sad. I've been stressed. I've been angry. I've been, you know, seeing red, and and it's all been worth it because I think the next twelve months to twenty-four months is definitely going to be what's next for me. Uh, Tiki Gamer says already in March, already half over. Yeah, March is already half over. We're already halfway through March. Uh, I think one, one of my personal highlights is being involved with social clubs, uh, up at the university. I have met so many brilliant people, uh, people that have been on the show, people that have been, uh, There for me along this adventure too That I am going to be graduating with Former guest of this show And very good friend of the network And friend of mine So therefore friend of yours uh, Maddie Benedetti uh, Is graduating tomorrow as well And it's A little surreal at this point too I'm not going to lie And Being involved with social clubs And having to deal with that Level of high stress is something that I'll need to quickly become a test to uh, in the real world uh, environment and because I we have a we have a geeky nerdy kind of club it's a it's a anime gaming club here that that runs out of uh, the local university and I talked about it before but I haven't talked about it in a while and the reason for that is that a I don't have much involvement with that club anymore which is kind of sad uh, and B there's really not much going on with it at the moment since I have my involvement with it, I'm going to be quite honest. Uh, but I, it, I think being, I was treasurer of it for, I think, two and a half years. So dealing with all of the financials and dealing with funding and trying to make sure, not for profit, by the way, not for profit, so definitely doing it out of passion. Then, after that two and a half year mark, stepping up and actually running the club, being the president of the club, was very stressful. Very, very hands on, very, all right, we've got these million things to do. How am I going to direct my team to get all of this done? And trying to advertise the club and, you know, not, you know, losing my sanity at the same time. Because, you know, the the committee of what was nine people, uh, all were students. Well, all but one were students. They have full-time student workload as well as help managing this club and that taught me some skills as well of, right, trying to schedule people in uh, to these slots of, all right, this person's good at this, Uh, you know, what, what can we, you know, what can we do to, you know, maximize their skills and then help us at the same time trying to learn the proposition there of of you're you're good at this i'm good at this let's team up and you know make it happen uh but there were some times there that i was i was very I, i was willing i was i was thinking of letting it go and I'm glad I didn't. I mean, I'm, I'm sad that I've had to let it go by the wayside uh, at the moment. But whilst I was at the helm, making it let go, and that's how I've uh, been at the local uh, regional fair every year, on the gates and some fantastic opportunities outside of that but in at events and you know one thing outside of the social club that i that has got to be probably one of the best moments definitely on this show and has definitely gotten me recognition at the university was my take on the privatization of the university uh the university's key assets were being sold off. Again, this is not out of school because it's public knowledge. at this It was public knowledge at the time and it's very much public knowledge at this point. And they make it seemingly clear that they have no association with the university. But I remember being so disheartened that the university wasn't going to own anything. And I'd basically be going to this privatized university and i understand that upon my research for that segment that it definitely definitely wasn't you know that definitely wasn't an uncommon thing for universities to not have government funding anymore that they would have had to try to make profit to then put back into the university but still making a profit themselves and then later manage and then later turn into you know good things for the university and and that's how the on-campus accommodation became a thing and it's so spectacular and it's got all the latest state-of-the-art equipment in there like washing machines no, i'm just that's that's a joke but yeah i got recognized so much after that little clip went i don't want to say viral but got spread around quite a bit i suppose that's the definition of viral it was a it was a mild virality and i still i still get people commenting on that today and still watching that and that was 2015 i want to say 2014 2015 uh one thing also that i experienced was failing classes Uh, failing is a part of the nature of, of life. And I learned that very quickly uh, from failing first year economics by, get this, I I failed first year economics by 0.5%. I got a 49.5. I needed a 50 to pass. That was super annoying and pushed me back six months because they only offered that in the first half of the year. So it was definitely a painful experience had by all. And then I also, there was a time there where I was getting full-time hours at work and had to go well what's more important university or work and at the time i did pick work because i was like well even if i defer for six months i always have the university to go back to and i think taking that little mini break uh, was relieving to me it was therapeutic and i am getting a little i am getting a little emotional this is this is me like i don't know Uh, one other thing I will talk about, I will talk about my internship on the next half of the show, because my internship is a whole nother kettle of fish. That is going to be one of the most amazing experiences of my life is doing the real world internship. Uh, but one thing I will talk about for right now is, uh, what else was I, I was going to mention something or failing uh, moving, I actually moved out of my of my parents' home uh, whilst in the last four year, five years. Uh, stupid little me! I uh, didn't realize what date I was moving out on. Uh, moved out on May eighteenth, and guess what? I had a speech in front of uh, industry professionals the next day. Uh, the next day, and I got, and by the way, this is a little origin story for everyone, so I moved in, my good friend Laura, uh, who, who's moved away and is doing bigger and better things than I'll ever do, uh, Is who helped me move, which I'm forever grateful, and, you know, it's, she helped me move, and then I remember distinctly, we moved in that morning, we spent all afternoon at, at the university, and just, we're like, <laughs> I'm, we're just gonna crash here, like... I, I think I slept on the couch and she slept on a mattress on the floor. Uh, my couch is... It's comfortable for sitting. I wouldn't say sleeping. But... That that day... I mean, the day before... Uh, this... I've got it here. Because I had it queued up on Thursday night before CJ Boat killed my game. Uh, this... It was the first time that I wore, that's right, my game show jacket. I just realized I'm holding up something to the camera that isn't great for audio listeners. But yes, I hel- I that was the first time that I wore my game show jacket. And in all seriousness, it's like, well, I have something that is fancy now. I was like, oh, well, I haven't had to own fancy clothes before now because... I didn't really find the need for them. If that makes sense. But the origin story of the game show jacket is I moved in here. Had to get dressed for that that, that speech the next day in front of industry professionals. And it was a it was a market research market research assessment where we had to our topic we had all our different topics but our group's topic uh it was me Laura and another girl topic was the eating habits of first and second year college students and we had to do everything we had to do that that was that was the only thing that we had was that little sentence and um you had to prepare a proposal. We had to prepare a research uh, experiment. We had to collect all the data. We had to input all the data. We had to make assumptions. We had to correlate everything. It was a it was a beast of a project. It was, excuse me, a thirteen week project, all up from that one sentence to a full uh, fifteen minute. 3,000 word report presentation. And assess some of the assessments that I did, some of the papers I did, I really want to dig them up and see if I've got any of them anywhere. But some of them were so... some of them were really bad, some of them were really good. Uh, one of them, though, one of the more funny ones, was we had to... <laughs> He had to talk about uh, brand awareness and something that the the lecturer labeled brand arousal and yes, it's exactly what you think it is. Brand arousal uh, for you know, making yourself more aware of what you know, what brands there are. You know, after that you play a particular video game. I was like, okay, cool, video games. I don't play them, but I'm familiar with them, you Ex- uh, know, by by association. And I, the the game turned less from taking that paper seriously, and making it a game of how many in this in this 1,500 word paper. How many times I could fit the word arousal in context in that paper? Uh, The answer won't surprise you. I think it turned out being, I think I put the word arousal in there like a hundred times or something. I think 10% of the paper (coughs) was everyone got the same story. And the word that got flagged because we had to run our papers through, uh, a copyright or a like a fact checker to see if like a plagiarism checker. And I think everyone got the same headline, um, that I, but it, which had the word arousal in it, and it flagged at ten percent. And I looked at the words, and all the highlighted words were arousal. So, and it came up with a ten percent match. So, ten percent of my one thousand five hundred word paper was. The word arousal. So that would have been 150. Dale does math. But some of them, some of the papers I did were amazing. Uh, I think. And we had to do, we had to do one that made no sense to me uh, outside of the class. But we had to do a in management class we had to build a tower of straws now i get the i i i now at the time i thought it didn't make sense but we were in groups of 4 and what the idea was is that you like Pile them together and then stack them up to as high as you did. It's on my Instagram account. That's probably the last photo that I posted on my Instagram account. <laughs> but I think we got ours to the roof. So, and it had to, like, be self-standing, right? So you couldn't tape it to the desk. It had to be fully self-standing. And I think the idea was working together, but we all... Like, did our own towers as high as we could and we just taped that together. So we just put tower on tower on tower on tower. Uh, so there you go. Quarrelsome uh, Rhino says, what was your major focus degree? I should have actually said that. Hey, <laughs> I should say that at some point. Uh, actually, that leads in pretty well to Uh, to the next bit, but, uh, I, I'm going to graduate with a bachelor of business, uh, marketing and human resources. Uh, (laughs) resources. (laughs) Uh, and... That's not what I originally signed up for, uh, but it's something that I kind of leaned into. The human I signed up for marketing. Uh, mine was just going to be uh, the what I signed up for was a uh, bachelor of business uh, marketing and media design, because I really wanted to learn how to design. Not necessarily. Well, drawing comes with that, but. I wanted the design part of it, Uh, but halfway through, uh, halfway through was canned. It was scrapped. So they scrapped my degree. So what I had, I had to pick up either marketing and accounting, which eh, would have been helpful if I want to own my own business, marketing and management. Marketing and Human Resources, or Marketing and Marketing. That was literally what it was going to be called. Bachelor of Business, Marketing and Marketing. Which made no sense to me, because then I've already done all those marketing classes. It was probably... What they were going for there was probably... Maybe... New Media Marketing? Who knows? Marketing, Marketing. Of course, Runner says uh, that... Uh, says my major before I deferred uh, was mass communications and marketing. Mass communications is very difficult. You would think that it would be easy because you'd, you'd think that you would have to uh, do one campaign for everyone. That's not how marketing works particularly in mass media because you, your reach is so broad that you have to refine tune it to make sure that it's not uh, not offensive to anyone if that makes sense like you've got to make sure that it's whilst your reach is broad, you got to make sure that your campaign is very fine-tuned to not hit a chord with anyone. So there you go. Um what else do I want to talk about this hour? Again my internship, my my most recent internship is its own segment on its own because, my, my time with Study Cans was amazing. Uh, of course, Marino says, not just a blanket, but targeted. Yeah, very, very, your, tar- your, your, your target is huge. So that's, that's the thing. And, it, and I, I think of mass, ma- as, correct me if I'm wrong, because I probably will be. But mass marketing to me is that you've got a very, it's the opposite of archery. Uh, you've got a very, I, I'm trying to complete the analogy so along the way, but for me, it's you're about 600 feet away from your target, you've got a very small target, uh, and a very large like, bow, and you're trying to hit the target uh, from that far away. I suppose paper, throwing a piece of paper from 600 feet away in a trash can kind of works actually better. <laughs> Take the second analogy. Don't type don't in the chat. The second analogy. Throwing a piece of paper in the trash from about 600 feet away. You get When you get it in, it's great. But when you don't, why? Uh, but mass marketing, I find fun. Because, again, it's a lot of fine-tuning. Speaking of fine-tuning, we're going to take a break uh, here on the generic Live Show. <laughs> of course, my laughing. Why you get to the second one? Uh, second analogy. There's two. Two for the price of one. As we continue here on the generic Live Show for a Sunday, well, we got hour two coming at you. we got some more news, in air quotes. Uh, paper in the trash analogy works, lol. Yeah. <laughs> works better. Uh, it's been a while since, it's been a while uh, since I've, I've done a Dale shitty analogy corner hour, so enjoy that for what you will, Uh, as we continue here on the Jack Live Show for a Sunday, well, we've got news, news, in quotes, and we're going to continue with some more same-as-you-remember, same-as-it-ever-was stories for you. Stay tuned, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Whether you listen to us live or on your hard drive, it's a pleasure as always. We'll see you in hour two!